This is episode 58 of the Rise Up Podcast. We're a morning radio show hosted by Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life, a network of stations across New York and Pennsylvania. Our podcast is a weekly conversation that will help you think and grow in your faith. If you haven't already, subscribe today so you don't miss a single episode and find out more about our show at familylife.org. Anyone else wish morning started just a little later? Yeah, we get that. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. So this week on the Rise Up podcast, we're talking about inspiring women. Hmm. Is there a woman who has impacted your life? Hmm. I know I've shared this before on the podcast, but I I, got to go to it because one, the book of the Bible has my name in it, so it makes me think of myself. But also, I just I see myself in other parts of Timothy's story. Uh, the Apostle Paul's writing the book to his protege, Timothy, and he writes this in 2 Timothy 1.5. I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother, Lois, and your mother, Eunice, and now I am sure dwells in you as well. And the reason I bring that up for myself is that's kind of always how I've seen the family tree of faith in my own family, if I can put it that way. Really, both sides of grandmothers, there's a strong heritage of faith there. But the one that I grew up uh, knowing, and I'm so blessed to still have a close relationship with today, is my mom's mom. And I love how it's put in this verse that the faith was first in her and then in Timothy's mother and then passed on to him. And that's really how I see that working in my family. There was this, it was a conversion experience from nominal Christianity, just going to church and saying you're a Christian, that my grandmother experienced when she was around college age and the Lord working to kind of revive her faith at different points throughout her life. And that catching to my mom, who passed along so much of that vibrant faith to me, and I'm really just so grateful for that. Also, from my grandmother, I get a love for tea, because we had our little tea parties with <laughs> strawberry yeah, you drink tea. drink tea all oh, the time. I do. I like tea and coffee now as well, but it definitely started with tea. And I also have a love for breakfasts and early mornings and things like this that are just a part of the way she's always lived her life and faith always being a critical part of that. And here's another thing that's really special about any time I'm together with my grandmother. We always pray when we finish our time together. And she's of the generation, or maybe I should say the tradition where we always hold hands when we pray. Sweet. And that's something you don't, I don't see a, around a lot anymore. And it, our family doesn't do it a lot. But anytime I'm with my grandmother, we do. And it's just this reminder that it's like, it's family. It's connectivity. It's we're people that God has created together. And this faith is passed down kind of hand to hand in generation. So that's what I've got to say. My grandmother, such an influential woman in my life. So thankful for her. Well, uh, there's two. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time on number one because I've spent time on number one on these podcasts before. Uh, And and so the one is at the top of my list by far. Uh, My wife, Audrey, inspires me because she took what was, as I've mentioned before, uh, an awful situation for her, chose to forgive, and it has changed the trajectory of uh, our family's life. And so not only for me does that inspire me, but I I can't imagine what lifelong, I've already seen so far, of a lifelong effect that has on our children uh, for that uh, forgiveness uh, and being Jesus 
to those around. So that is number one by far. But uh, I've spent a lot of time on podcasts talking about my wife, Audrey B. Force. But I was so going to go. I didn't have grandparents. Well, I say that I had grandparents, obviously. But I my uh, the only living grandparent when I was alive was my dad's dad. So my grandfather. But only until I was about a year or two old. I hardly, you know, I don't have any really memory of him. However, I had a great aunt, my dad's aunt, Aunt Lib, who lived about a half hour, 45 minutes from us, and she was a, a major part of our family. We'd go over to her house every Sunday, seemingly, and have dinner, and and uh, she taught me a lot of things. She was a school teacher, uh, actually a phys ed teacher, so love for sports, you know, was great, but um, she taught me a lot. Uh, she would sit me down on those Sundays when I was a little kid and have math classes and and teach me math. And uh, matter of fact, you can blame if you want to blame my aunt Lib on something. I'll never forget it. It just a uh, 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 she was doing math and she said, OK, Stevie, that's me, Stevie. <laughs> if you had Thanks ten for clarifying. <laughs> that's right. If I was moving too fast, you just let me know. and I'll slow down. If you OK, if you ten. have 10 apples. And you ate seven of them, what would you have? I know. I know I what little Stevie said. Well, yeah. I said, hey, a stomach ache, I think. <laughs> right. Of course. And she laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed. And She and started so, it. She started it. Yeah, she, <laughs> the encouragement you needed. The encouragement I needed to keep on going. So not only am I good at math these days. Well, okay, I'm good at math. That's about it. <laughs> but Aunt Liv, she was such a support to all uh, all of us kids, my brother and my sister. She would come to our events and, and everything. And again, not having a grandparent, I didn't know that. Uh, you know, I didn't really experience that. But I had Aunt Lib, who has a, uh, in Abington, Pennsylvania, has a hockey field, a field hockey field named after her. No way. Uh, yeah, she's quite an institution at that school there. And uh, I'll give you a little quiz. Her name's Elizabeth Smith. And what do you think the name of the field is? I'm going to go with Elizabeth Smith Field. Yeah, close enough. Smith Field. Yeah, it's good. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, wow. that's good. That's so like a cool. Field named after you too. Well, I don't have one. Uh, <laughs> but you could anyway, just adopt so that yeah. One. <laughs> but but Aunt Lib uh, lived to 99 years old. Wow. And, that's... Uh, yeah. So Aunt Lib is the person I'll uh, feature on uh, women who inspired me. Hmm. Look at that. I have a few Sarahs in my life. Two of my best friends right now are named Sarah, and I could tell you all kinds of things about them. But my oldest friend, Sarah, is the one who led me to the Lord. And we were just teenagers. And I still remember her giving me that salvation message during a sleepover, sitting on that bare hardwood Mm. upstairs bedroom floor. And Sarah's life hasn't been easy. She's been in some bad relationships and she ended up turning away from the Lord. And we disconnected for a long time. And then I found her on Facebook and it was really clear to me that we were walking two very different roads. And and it grieved me and, you know, kind of reconnected and she kind of pushed me away. And for a while, it made me question my faith. Like I thought, wait, if if she's the one who led me to Jesus and then this is her life now, then what does it say about my life? Mm. You know, and I really wrestled with that. Like, how can I be the fruit of her life and then her life be like that? Does that mean that my salvation isn't real or true or solid? Mm. Um, but I questioned that and and really spent some time with the Lord. And he helped me to realize that my relationship is with him and it's not contingent on my relationship with her or her relationship 
with him. And uh, and I, you know, really examined my life and was like, well, is there fruit? Okay, well, if there's fruit, then, you know, you have the spirit. And so it made me realize in that moment, too, that there is hope when we are not perfect, that God can still use us for his purposes, even when our life takes detours, you know, Mm -hmm. because my faith tells me that she's going to come back around. You know, I've never really lost hope for that first Sarah. And it got me thinking about Sarah in the Bible. She's the only woman in the Bible whose name is changed by God. She was first Sarah with an I at the end, which means my princess, but God changed it to Sarah with an H at the end, which signifies princess to all, which doesn't sound like a big change, but princess to all hearkened to this idea that God would make her the mother of all nations, which is such a big, big deal, right? But her actions, as you know, were all about fear and doubt. Like it drove her to devise this way of fulfilling God's promise. Like she gave Abraham the maidservant Hagar so that she would bear a child. And then God comes back and says, no, this is my promise. And she laughs. Hmm. She laughs kind of sarcastically, which I can relate to because I oftentimes laugh sarcastically. It's my go-to defense mechanism. And it's like, really, God? Uh, But in spite of that, Sarah came to truly believe what God could do, what he would do, and what he, in fact, did do in her life, that he would do what he said. And we are not always faithful to God. I think everyone can say that. We're not 100% 24-7 faithful. But even a moment of faith can impact forever. And Mm -hmm. so Sarah from the Bible reminds me that our story isn't over until we take our last breath. And maybe that's where I get my hope for the Sarah who shared Jesus with me. Sharing the message of hope. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. Scissors, scissors, scissors. I'm sorry. It's just the word sounds weird now. I've said it too many times. Scissors. I was. I'm looking at some here, and it just you scissors, scissors, right. scissors. Have you ever done this? You say a word too many times in a row, and then you right. you kind of like it's almost like your brain unlinks from the word. You can't really. It's like it doesn't sound like a word anymore. It just brain. sounds like a sound. Brain. Hmm. Brain. There's 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 brain. a word for that. It's called really? some. It's called semantic satiation. Which is also happens to be pretty fun to say. But you stop thinking about what the word means and then your head's just stuck on thinking about what it sounds like. It kind of turns out there really is something to it when people say, hey, that's the name. Don't wear it out. You know, I could really just say, hey, that's the name. Don't let it get semantically satiated. You know, that's going to catch on. Satiated. We weren't sure how you liked your coffee, so we didn't make any. Hope that's okay. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. Personal conviction of mine, four is better than two. Hmm. We know four is more than two by about two. Um, about that when much, it, roughly. Just, uh, just, I did the four math. Four is better than two. I did the math. Yeah. Well, for, when it comes to tires on the ground when traveling. If you have a oh, car, yes, oh, but not right. if you have a bike. Well, oh. a motorcycle. I've never, yeah, maybe yeah. I'm a scaredy cat, but I have never been a big fan of a motorcycle. I don't, I'm just, oh, I don't know. Now, yeah. some are, and they're great. Right. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying for me personally that I'm not, I don't feel safe. But why didn't I think of the, if this saves lives, I'm all for it. I always think of being on the motorcycle, and if I fall, it's like, oh, that's all. I mean, that's terrible. Right, you're going to get hurt. Yes. But now they've come up with what they call basically 
airbag jeans. What? So when you hit, the, your jeans made out of really thick <laughs> denim, and 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 basically they pop, there's a CO two thing, and when you hit the ground, they puff up, wow. so it saves you from all kinds of injuries. That's I, I think that's for my regular life. I think it's a run. Well, you say regular life. I think I have a pair of these. I wear them around Thanksgiving, and, have, no, you know, and it's like, hey, Steve, aren't those airbag jeans? That's something else. <laughs> nope. No. 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 This whole different thing. Come closer to the radio so we can see you. Wow, you look great today. This is Rise Up on Family Life. Time. Freeze. Oof. If you could freeze Oof. time Ooh. at any moment in your life, when would it be? It's so Ooh. hard for me now because if somebody's like, how old are you? I'm like, mm, like I'm to the age where... I, I don't like to talk about it as much, I guess. Oh, yeah, I see. Yeah. I, I'm not making it up gotcha. or anything. Yeah. I just choose right. to not recall. And the number <laughs> changes like every year. So Seemingly. how can I possibly mm-hmm. keep track? Wow. But if yeah. you could choose what age to be for the rest of your days, Ooh. what number would you choose? Oh, man. Oh. I, well, I remember oh. reaching the age when I could like have food whenever I wanted to. I didn't have to ask. Uh, <laughs> oh, so that, that's oh. kind of like you didn't have to wait. Anyways, I still say that. So I don't know. I'll go with uh, I'll go with uh, 14. 14. Oh, OK. Tim, I, I was just I was thinking about that age yesterday as my brother and I were recounting some memories from about that age, Steve. And then I remembered, boy, when I was that old, though, there were so many things I'd get so stressed out about that were so tiny. Yeah. Little yeah. things. I'm like, the tiny uh. things are always going to be there. So I don't know. I, I, I wonder if there's something special to like the age where Jesus left the earth at like 33 oh, or so. And so. I don't know. I mean, maybe that's a maybe there's a significance to that number. You're not too far away, Tim. Uh, about half of us say 36 oh. is the number to be frozen in time. And I was like, huh. I wonder I wonder what it is about 36. And maybe it is that kind of perspective on life thing. You know, when you look at Jesus and his life, mm. or maybe it's because by 36, you're not yet old enough where you get hurt, like doing things like getting out of bed or just rolling yeah. over, yeah. you know, so you're not there yet. But you're still a little more wise than you were in your 20s, you yeah, know, true. when you didn't know enough not to do the foolish stuff that would get you hurt, right? <laughs> so, yeah. If you're 36, freeze. <laughs> May the blessings of the Lord be with you in all that you do today. This is Rise Up on Family Life. Thought I was cool the way I was dressing, but apparently women think it's hilarious wait wait a minute i'm like tim we may have to change our ways Teresa. i i want to get a i never really talked about to a woman about these things before Uh so we need to get your official opinion as a woman so the the, it's a list of things that women or the men wear okay we think are cool but women think they're hilarious actually the list is way 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 too long to uh cover right now oh boy let me just hit three okay i thought it was cool when i had the unbuttoned at the top dress shirt the unbutton, just that's not cool. You're supposed to like button it up all the way. Yeah, I, like, like just maybe one extra. Apparently, I'm not like one a, extra. No, button. no, no. Go ahead, put the button. <laughs> okay, okay. This is laughing. Okay, the extra button. Okay, no, but no. I don't. I cool, okay. uncool. I don't know. How about some, uh, okay. how about uh, <clears throat> the tank top? That is not cool unless you're like at the beach and you're buying a popsicle. It has the word tank in it. It has the word tank in it. Of course it's cool. Okay. Yeah, that's good. No, I don't think. Are you working out? Like Finally. Well, just just generally. Um, Uh And then finally, I don't know. What's wrong with socks? 
and sandals. Nothing, absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely nothing, Steve. Keep Are rocking they the them. Slider sandals, those that's cool. <laughs> it's Steve, Therese, and Tim helping you to rise up on family life. A friend you can turn to. From home repairs to living off the land, all your favorite life improvement shows live on HGTW. Homes and gardens in the word. Now streaming Bible-themed hits like This Old Ark. Measure twice, cut once, Ham. Go for what is expensive these days. Get practical tips with the original Martha Living. This charcuterie board is sure to be a hit with every guest. No pork products, and best of all, you can make it with no help from anyone else. Avoid beginner gardening mistakes with Adam and Eve. Now the fruit on this one looks good for food, but trust us. It's not, and that's no cover-up. And grow with the true Victory Garden. But those that were sown on the good soil are the ones who hear the word and accept it and bear fruit. Homes and gardens in the word. HGTW. There's no better way to grow. An imaginary streaming service from Rise Up.